This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So you know what? Let's get to it and find out what Marcus Eversall thinks. He is sports radio host and assistant program director for WDUZ in Green Bay and host of what a great name for his show. Better call Eversall from 2 to 4 Central on the station there in Packerland. Marcus, good morning to you. So I don't know how many times you have discussed Jordan Love on your show or been asked questions from Packers fans, but we do have to ask, what what is the thought process surrounding him now what what is the most honest evaluation you can give of of what maybe we can expect from him well i don't know how many times i've talked about jordan love either that's a great question but i mean really it's funny listening to you talk about the perception around sam howell with the commanders versus jordan love with the packers because it is still such an unknown and the sample size is so incredibly small i mean granted last november we saw jordan love replace Aaron Rodgers. He played the fourth quarter and looked pretty good. I mean, that's certainly the best, most optimistic look you could ever have on Jordan Love from what we've had so far. That said, he played all of 10 snaps. It was only a quarter. It was a two-possession game at the time. So really, for the most part, we're basing our entire opinion on what we think Jordan Love is or isn't based on other people's words based on what his teammates are saying about him, based on what his coaches are saying about him. After that Eagles game back in November, Eagles cornerback Darius Slay came out on his podcast and had a lot of really nice things to say about him. So, I mean, I hate to just say I don't know, but I think anybody trying to give you a definitive opinion on what Jordan Love is or isn't is kidding themselves because for the most part, we simply don't know. At the same time, if the Packers didn't believe in in Jordan Love, they would have done what they did last offseason, and that's basically move heaven and earth to keep Aaron Rodgers around for another season. There's a lot of stuff going on with Rodgers between the organization and him, so I understand it was probably time for both sides to move on, but they believe that Jordan Love is ready to play now. That's the next step in his development, and that I think speaks volumes more than anything else. All right, so we know the quarterback is probably the most important position on the field, but it's still a team game, and no quarterback operates, you know, on an island. It depends on the other pieces around him. So do you think this Packers team has enough pieces around him for this team to be successful, offensively speaking? Well, from a skill position standpoint, that's definitely a really interesting layer to this dynamic because at running back, I'd say yes. Between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I think they're one of the best running back tandems in all of football. But at the receiver position specifically, they don't have a single receiver on the roster who's beyond their second season. So last year, they liked what they saw from Christian Watson, from Romeo Dobbs. They took Samori Toure in the seventh round. Those are three of your top four receivers. And then they draft Jaden Reed in the second round of this year's draft. And then after that, it's, it's a bunch of names nobody's ever heard of so like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are their most experienced receivers on the roster and neither of them played a full rookie season last year because they both dealt with injuries at tight end it's the same kind of thing second round pick Luke Musgrave will probably open the season as the starter they use a third round pick on Tucker Kraft I think people around here are excited about what these young receivers and tight ends can do But realistically, are they going to be ready to play at a high level right away as rookies? 
it's happened before, but more likely than not, it's not going to be full throttle, ready to roll right out the gates. So that to bring it all full circle back to Jordan Love, that kind of complicates the evaluation here because it's like, on one hand, he's a first-year starting quarterback, so you expect some ups and downs from him. On the other hand, it's his fourth NFL season, so he should be ready to play because supposedly he's been developing for three years. And all at the same time, you have to weigh the fact that he's throwing to a bunch of first- and second-year players. So it's going to be really tough to keep everything in proper perspective this year. And I'm, I'm already looking forward to that first incomplete pass or, God forbid, interception in week <laughs> one because I'm sure everybody will take that in stride. Marcus, when, when you when – you try to take the pulse of Packers fans. And I do want to get more into the nuts and bolts of this team, but having seen what we've seen and talked about Aaron Rodgers sort of ad nauseum for the past two years, is this a fan base? This is a franchise that even though this is a a step back, certainly were they ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers and to do something a little bit different now and start fresh? Very much so. Obviously there have been parallels drawn between the separation with Brett Favre back in 2008 and comparing that to what's going on with Aaron Rodgers in 2023. But in 2008, there was a a very vocal part of the fan base that wanted nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers, that couldn't even fathom the Packers moving on from Brett Favre when he wanted to unretire and come back. And they wanted nothing to do with Rodgers. They're like, what's this guy going to do? Are you kidding me? You're saying no to Brett Favre? And kind of ironically, I feel like that situation and how Packer fans could very quickly find out that there there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Matter of fact, they were moving from a first ballot Hall of Famer in Favre to another first ballot Hall of Famer in Rodgers. I feel like that happening 15 years ago completely changed how the fan base feels about this. Now, obviously, there are plenty of Packer fans that would have liked to see Rodgers come back and to kind of milk that dry to keep that window open as loud as long as they possibly could with Rodgers to win a Super Bowl. But for the most part, I'd say the vast majority of Packer fans were just ready. All right. So my other question is, it feels like this division is still kind of winnable. Like I'm not super on the hype train as much as some people are on the Detroit Lions. I know the Bears are supposed to be better. Of course, the Vikings still have a, uh, I'll say a good offense under Kirk Cousins. Do you think there is any way that the Packers can contend for the division title? I definitely think there's a chance the Packers can contend. There's no doubt about it. And it's funny because so much of this time during the offseason has been spent talking about whether this is a rebuild for the Packers or not. And frankly, I don't even care. Like, If you want to label it a rebuild, fine. If you want to label it a reset, that's cool. Whatever. We all see where they're at. They let go of a bunch of veterans. And they're going young. They're trying to hit the reset button on the salary cap. So the roster's younger and more inexperienced. That's totally true. At the same time, does that mean that they're just waving the white flag on the season and saying that, well, there's no way we can compete? I don't think that's the case at all. And to your point, in the NFC North, listen, if the Detroit Lions were called a different team, like if they weren't the Lions – I'd be all in on him. I, I do think the Lions have the best roster in the North. That said, there's a long history with that franchise, frankly, a long history with Detroit sports, and they'll be the first ones to tell you. I mean, I'm not throwing stones, but there's a long history of them falling short of expectations in those rare instances that they do have some hype. So 
I think the Lions have a chance to be good. I think the Bears should be better, but that's as far as I'll take it. I mean, they had three wins last year. They were the worst team in football. Is better doubling that win total and getting to six wins? Fine. Maybe they do. The Vikings, I think, were clearly a fraudulent 13-win team last year. Maybe they hover around 500. I mean, we were kind of joking last week. Like, is there a chance that all four NFC North teams win somewhere between seven and nine games? Like, right around 500 could very well win this division. And I think, you know, if the bar is what they did last year, like, nobody thinks that Jordan Love in 2023 is going to be prime Aaron Rodgers. Nobody thinks that. But can Jordan Love in 2023 do something similar to what Aaron Rodgers did last season? I think that's reasonable because on a lot of metrics, Aaron Rodgers was an average to slightly below average quarterback last year. If Love can run the offense and do that, listen, they won eight games a year ago and they had a a home game in the regular season finale against the Lions. If they won that game, they would have moved on to the playoffs. So if that's the bar, if Jordan Love can just be an average NFL quarterback, I absolutely think the Packers could flutter around 500, and that would probably keep them in the division conversation into late December. We're talking with Marcus Eversall, host of Better Call Eversall from 2 to 4 Central on Sports Radio 107.5 and 1400, the fan in Green Bay. When you talk about that Packers defense and Matt LaFleur decided to stick with Joe Barry, which there was some question as to whether or not that was going to happen. That Packers defense did improve towards the end of the season. Was that the right call? No, I don't think so. I mean, frankly, that's the biggest (laughs) question or concern that I have going into this. I mean, if you rewind 12 months, there was so much hype about this defense. I mean, they had just traded Devontae Adams. They get a first-round pick and a second-round pick for him. And really the moves they made in the offseason – were to bolster that defensive side of the ball. They spent two first-round picks on defensive players from Georgia, Quay Walker at linebacker, Devontae Wyatt at D-tackle. So we're looking at the depth chart, and there is no weakness from the front all the way to the back, all 11 play, just studs all over the field. And then you see him take the field to start the season, and it's like, okay, uh, where is this dominant defense? And frankly, this has been Joe Barry's track record since he's been a coordinator. He's been a he's been a coordinator for six seasons, two of them with the Lions, two of them with the Commanders, and two of them with the Packers. He's never had a good defense. So, and at this point, two years into his Packers tenure, I don't think talent is a is an excuse anymore. After they just picked Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher out of Iowa, in the first round in April's draft, 13 overall, the Packers now have eight first-round picks on the defensive side of the ball. And yet, if I had to speak for Packer Nation, for the fans anyway, I'd, I'd say that there's not a whole lot of optimism because there's not a whole lot of faith in the coordinator. At the same time, the talent is undeniable. I mean, Jair Alexander's one of the best corners in the league. They have a solid linebacking core. If Rashawn, Barrett, if Rashawn Gary comes back from his torn ACL, He's a stud coming off the edge. Kenny Clark's a stud on the D-line. They have talent, but I, I don't know how you can't be skeptical of Joe Barry at this point. I think that's a very fair answer, and I remember covering him in D.C., and there were some of those very same questions as well. He is host to Better Call Eversol from 2 to 4 Central on WDUZ Sports Radio 107.5 and 1400 The Fan in Green Bay. Mark's great stuff, and enjoy the season. 
Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.